Hello and welcome to another episode of Straight Talk with my OBMD. I'm your host, Dr. Dana Smith, founder of the amazing website, myobmd.org, where it is all about you. Myobmd.org is a website dedicated to women's health where all our information are written by physicians so you can trust the information that you find at myobmd.org. Today, we are going to be talking about chronic hypertension in pregnancy. And this is something where I kind of had some time to think about how we're going to discuss this because it truly can be quite complex But we are going to keep things simple, we're going to keep things real, and we are going to tell you all you need to know if you have high blood pressure and you're pregnant or if you have high blood pressure and you're planning to become pregnant. So stay tuned for today's episode of Chronic Hypertension in Pregnancy, a straight talk with my OBMD. Welcome to Straight Talk with My OBMD Podcast. Join me for a bi-weekly discussion on topics most relevant to women's health today. We are your source for medically accurate, real-world advice and all things related to your health and well-being as a woman. From menses to menopause, we've got you covered. I'm your host, Dr. Dana Smith, a fully practicing, board-certified OBGYN physician with close to 20 years experience. I am also the founder of the website that is 100% dedicated to women's health, myobmd.org. At myobmd.org, we write in all aspects related to women's health. Listen to our podcast, visit our website, subscribe to our newsletter, and follow us on Facebook and Instagram, myobmd.org. So let's continue with our talk on chronic hypertension in pregnancy. So first, let's talk about what some of these words mean. Chronic is something that means it's long-lasting. So not some chronic is the opposite of what's called acute. Acute is something that is short-lived. Chronic means something that you've had for a while. So a condition that you've had for some time. And hypertension just means your blood pressures are high. And high blood pressure in pregnancy is different than high blood pressure outside of pregnancy, meaning the definition is different. So for ladies that are pregnant, the numbers that we use to define high blood pressure are a little bit different than the numbers that we use when you're not pregnant. So why is this topic so important? The it's, it's quite important for a number of reasons. The most pressing issue is that high blood pressure in pregnancy is actually one of the leading cause of death in the U.S. It's the sixth, sixth leading cause of death in the United States. This is significant because, of course, it affects quite a lot of women and Unfortunately, the number of people suffering from chronic hypertension has really been increasing over the last decade or so. We feel this increase is in large part based on increase in obesity, 
So as we gain weight, our blood pressures tends to rise. It's just more difficult for our hearts to pump blood, to get to all parts of our body when we have a little bit more weight on. The other issue is that high blood pressure increases with age. And some women who are having children at a later stage in life, they just may happen to have high blood pressure simply because they're older. And so both of these factors are playing a role in us seeing an increase in the rate of high blood pressure in pregnancy. We know that high blood pressure in pregnancy affects 10 to 15% of pregnancies. And like I said, the increase has been more significant over the last two decades. Unfortunately, there is a racial discrepancy with the incidence of hypertension in pregnancy. We see that rate of hypertension in pregnancy has increased among Black women, women of color. We're not exactly sure why that is the case. So that is just something to always be aware of. And of course, it's like I said, it's the sixth leading cause of death for pregnant ladies or ladies who had recently delivered within the United States. So it's definitely something worth looking at. So there are different forms of high blood pressures in pregnancy. Today, we're going to talk about chronic hypertension, but hypertensive disorders in pregnancy includes chronic hypertension, which means that you've had this elevated blood pressure issue even before you became pregnant. It also includes what's called gestational hypertension, previously called pregnancy-induced hypertension, and that just means your, pre your high blood pressure developed after 20 weeks, anytime after 20 weeks of pregnancy. So you're halfway through your pregnancy, your blood pressures have been normal up to that point, and boom, one day you realize your blood pressures are high. And so that's called gestational hypertension. It also includes uh, hypertensive disorders in pregnancy, also includes preeclampsia, which is a more serious form of the condition that develops in pregnancy. And we're going to actually do a separate podcast on preeclampsia, eclampsia, and also HELP syndrome, which is more severe forms of this condition. Women with high blood pressure can also get preeclampsia. And when they do, it's called preeclampsia superimposed on chronic hypertension. And basically, that's just a long-winded way of saying you have high blood pressure and now you also have preeclampsia, which is making your blood pressures worse. So all of those things are quite serious conditions that needs requires extra monitoring. But there are things that we can do to, one, make arm ourselves with the knowledge of these conditions and ways that we can mitigate the risk associated with these conditions. So let's take a look. Let's take a look at some of these ways. So one, let's say you have chronic hypertension. You have elevated blood pressures or chronic hypertension, and you are not pregnant, but you plan to become pregnant, or you're sexually active without use of birth control. So you have a high chance of becoming pregnant. So there are a few things that you can do from the get-go, right? Even before you become pregnant, 
to help ensure that you have a healthy pregnancy. One thing you can do is to make sure the if you happen to be on medications for chronic hypertension and you plan on becoming pregnant, make sure the medications that you're on are ones that are safe to use in pregnancy. So if you are planning to become pregnant or having unprotected intercourse and chronic hypertension with taking medicines, it's a good idea to see your doctor, to share your plans with your doctor, because they will actually go ahead and switch your medicines to something that is that will not harm your pregnancy. The reason we don't wait until a positive pregnancy test is detected is because you're pregnant long before you have before you know you're pregnant, before that positive pregnancy test is even known. So we don't want to have your pregnancy exposed to certain medications. And so you always want to share with your doctor your plan so that they can, if ne- if necessary, they'll switch you to medicines that are safe to use in pregnancy. One of the more common medicines that are used to control blood pressure that is just a big no-no in pregnancy are what's called the ACE inhibitors. And those medicines, they end, if your medicine ends in a P-R-I-L, PRIL, that's a category of medicine called ACE inhibitors. And that category of medicine are a group that we do not recommend using in pregnancy. So if you happen to be on captopril, lisinopril, enalapril, any of those that end in a pril, and you know you're planning to become pregnant, you really do need to see your doctor so they can switch you to something else that is safer medication profile in pregnancy. So that's one of the main things to do prior to becoming pregnant. Before becoming pregnant, you want to make sure your blood pressures are under tight control, right? You want to make sure that you're taking your medicines as prescribed, you're monitoring your blood pressure, so you really want to make sure you know your numbers, okay? So taking the blood pressure in your doctor's office, that's important, but it's also important for you to take your blood pressure at home. It's important for you to take your blood pressure at home so that you become familiar with your numbers. And so when there's a number that's off, that's something that can be detected right away. Because let's face it, we only go to our doctors oh so often. So if you are keeping track of your pressures at home, then that's even more useful. So what I recommend to my patients is take your blood pressures consistently. Depending on the severity of your blood pressure, you may need to take it daily or weekly or several days per week. That's something you can discuss with your doctor and you and your doctor can agree upon that. Make sure you don't take your blood pressure right as you wake up. Okay, right as you wake up, for some reason, our blood pressures tend to be a little bit higher during that time. And so you want to wait at least an hour after waking up before you take your pressure. And also, you want to record it, right? So you have a little book with the date, the time, and whatever the machine, whatever number the machine spits out at you, you write that down. Usually, most machines 
will measure your blood pressure and your pulse. So go ahead and just write both of those down. And so you can keep track and monitor so you know. If you are pregnant, we really want that number to be less than 140 over 90. We'll talk about that some more. And if you happen to see a 160 over 110, that's actually an emergency. You need to call your doctor right away. They'll likely advise you to go to the hospital or go to the ER because that at that level, your pressure, you need to get medicines to bring your pressures down right away. One of the other things you can do even before becoming pregnant is to manage your weight. We know that our weight is directly, directly impacts our pressure readings. And so if you feel that, hey, I'm a little overweight, I could lose a few pounds, go ahead and do that just because you just want your body to be as healthy as possible for you and your little one. So managing your weight is important. And so, and that brings us to the last tip to do before becoming pregnant, if you happen to have chronic hypertension, is to observe a healthy diet and health and physical activities, right? So you want to make sure you're eating healthy. We all know what eating healthy looks like. Plenty of vegetables, water becomes your primary beverage. Physical activity does not have to be strenuous. I typically recommend 30-minute walk daily, at least to start. And that's actually just a great start to your pregnancy because then you would have had your you would have made sure you're on the correct blood pressure medicines you would become become familiar with your numbers you have your home blood pressure monitor and you're managing your weight eating healthy and being physically active but not strenuously physically active moderately so so why is it important that we control our blood pressure prior to becoming pregnant. Well, there are a number of reasons. One, we know that the high blood pressure affects the formation of the placenta. So the placenta has lots and lots of blood vessels. It's the main way, the only way that you communicate between you and your baby. That's the baby's main way of getting its nutrients and oxygen. And so you want to have that be as healthy as possible. And so when your blood pressures are high, it can cause abnormal, what's called abnormal placentation, meaning the blood vessels in your placenta may not be as healthy as they could be, which leads to problems down the road because then your baby it's not getting as much nutrients as it should be getting or as it could be getting. And so that can cause other issues such as growth problems, small, small baby, and so forth. And so it's really important that we do our best to get the blood pressures as close to normal, as close to our targeted blood pressures as possible prior to become prior to becoming pregnancy, to becoming pregnant, excuse me. We also realize that. More recent studies are showing that there is an increased risk of congenital abnormalities in the baby of moms with chronic hypertension, especially in the heart, okay? So especially fetal cardiac conditions. We're really not sure why. We don't feel that it's simply a matter of exposure to medication 
that may be causing that. So we're not sure why, but still, so even more reason to have your blood pressures as close to normal as possible prior to becoming pregnant. Now, let's say you are pregnant and you have chronic hypertension. We know that the numbers that you're looking at in pregnancy may not be the same target or the same goal that you have outside of pregnancy. So outside of pregnancy, you want a blood pressure, normal blood pressure outside of pregnancy is less than 120 over 80. 120 over 80, less than 120 over 80 is considered normal when you're not pregnant. When you are pregnant, however, normal blood pressures are less than 140 over 90. So the numbers are different. So, you know, if you happen to have a 130 over 80, we're not going to really go crazy about that, though it says that, hey, you may just want to continue to monitor that. But the numbers that the targeted number for the blood pressures vary between pregnancy and non-pregnant. In addition, blood pressures of 160 over 110 are considered severe elevated, severe elevations. And severe elevations means that that pressure puts you at an increased risk for events such as stroke, abruption. And so when blood pressures reach that level in pregnancy, our recommendation is actually to come to the hospital so we can monitor it very closely and you can get started on medicines right away to bring that pressure down. So your pressures, it is a vital sign and yes, it is vital. So how does the blood pressure affect you and your baby? It affects you and your pregnancy in several ways. One, ladies who have chronic hypertension tend to have smaller babies. So we know that the growth of your baby can be affected by the high blood pressures. We know that, again, babies with moms that have chronic hypertension, they may have a challenge getting all the nutrients that they need. And so that is part of what puts them at risk for being on the smaller side. Now, preterm birth is another condition that is that we see more commonly in ladies with high blood pressure that you deliver prior to full term, which is 37 weeks or three weeks before your due date. There's also an increased risk of preeclampsia, and we'll talk about that in another episode. Placental abruption. Placental abruption is also one of the really more serious complications that can occur with high blood pressure in pregnancy. We know that ladies that have elevated, that have chronic hypertension in pregnancy, they're more likely to be induced because if your pressures are high, we may feel the need to go ahead and get you delivered so that whatever your pregnancy is contributing, if your pregnancy is contributing to your high blood pressures, we'll be removing that factor, especially if you're full term. And of course, high blood pressure, especially those in the severe range, puts you at risk for things such as stroke, which is very, very serious. Now, if you do happen to have high blood pressure and are pregnant, just be prepared for certain things. One, you're going to be monitored very, very closely. 
So you're going to be going back and forth to, to, to the doctor quite a bit. So when you're pregnant, you're going to see a general OBGYN doctor, such as myself, who's general obstetrician. Now, when you have this complication of chronic hypertension, you're also going to see a high-risk doctor. They're called MFM, maternal fetal medicine doctors. And they just help us to take care of you, right? Because they're going to do more ultrasound scans on the baby. They're going to scan the baby more frequently for growth. They're going to monitor you a little bit more. You're going to be seen, you're going to be monitored more because now you would be seeing two, two doctors instead of one. So be prepared for increased number of visits to the obstetrician as well as to the high-risk doctor. You're going to have a more ultrasound check of the baby, especially the checking the growth of the baby and the flow of blood between the placenta to the baby. We often do a urine collection over a 24-hour period. And the reason we do that is because high blood pressure affects your kidneys. And so a lot of times we want to do we have we want to have what's called a baseline test done. So a baseline test just means that hey, I just want to see where your body is as far as the level of protein in your urine because it may not be the same as the normal laboratory values. And so later in your pregnancy if we happen to have a need to check that again, we won't necessarily compare that number to the normal lab value, we'll compare it to the value that you had in the early part of your pregnancy because we know that that is your baseline. So collecting your urine over a 24-hour period, very commonly done. Also, you're likely going to have some blood work done. And again, just to make sure that we know what your baseline liver function tests are, we know what your kidneys are doing, we have all of that down so that later on, if these things need to be repeated, we'll know, hey, this is what this is what's normal for you. And now this is the change, whether it's little or a lot, whatever it is, at least we'll know what your body, the levels of for your body in early pregnancy. Now, the other type of monitoring equally important that will occur if you have chronic hypertension in pregnancy, is self-monitoring. So you have to also monitor yourself and your baby. So what do I mean by that? You will need to do home blood pressure checks. So we talked about doing that either daily, weekly, or several times per week. You're going to need to record that number. You know that blood pressure is less than 140 over 90 are okay, 160 over 110 are not, and need and requires emergency evaluation. You also want to monitor yourself if you happen to have any headache, okay? Because we know that if you have chronic hypertension, there is an increased risk of developing something called preeclampsia. And one of the main symptoms of preeclampsia is the headache. So a headache, especially ones that are not relieved with any pain medicines, are quite concerning. And so if you find that you're having this headache, this is new for you, it's not going away even with rest, hydration, or taking some Tylenol, then that's something that you would need to call your doctor about, especially if you have chronic hypertension. 
The other things to look for are any vision changes. So if you're seeing stars, sometimes patients describe, this is how I've had patients describe that phenomenon. It's called scotoma and it's seeing stars. They'll see the stars, they'll see like glaring like stars, but then they'll think something's wrong with my eye. So they blink, 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 but the stars won't go away. And then all of a sudden they're gone. So that's some of the um, changes that can happen that can alert us that you may be developing preeclampsia, which is a quite serious condition that needs to be evaluated. And also any pain, any pain that you may have, especially in the upper abdomen. So under the right breast, pain along that area, or in the mid portion, right under your chest bone in the middle portion, pain in that area can also be a sign of preeclampsia. Now, sometimes you don't have to develop preeclampsia, but you can still have complications associated with chronic hypertension in pregnancy, and that can affect your baby. So if you want to pay attention to your baby's fetal movement, So if you feel that the movement is decreased, then you want to do what's called a fetal kick count, where you go in a quiet room and you just concentrate on the baby moving. If the baby moves 10 times within an hour, that is okay. That's normal. The baby doesn't move 10 times within an hour. You can give it a second hour just because, just because sometimes your baby sleeps. So, but the If it doesn't move 10 times within the second hour, then you definitely need to call your doctor because the baby's, your baby will not sleep for two hours. That's too long. So you want to make sure that you're paying attention to the fetal movement. And if you notice any decreased fetal movement, you do the fetal kick counts at home or you can call your doctor right away. You know, if you don't, you don't have to do the wait to do the fetal kick counts. You can, but you don't have to. You can call your doctor and say, hey, I don't feel the baby moving. And then they'll advise you. The other thing to look for is severe abdominal pain, especially if it's associated with vaginal bleeding of bright red blood. Because when your pressures are high and the flow again across the placenta becomes turbulent. We want that flow across the placenta to be nice and smooth, almost like a nice lazy river, right? You're just kind of going along nice and smooth. But with high blood pressure, it becomes really turbulent. It becomes like rough waters. And there's more of that whoosh, 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 whoosh. So we don't want that turbulent flow. And when when you have that turbulent flow, especially when it's sustained, you have an increased risk of something called placental abruption, where the placenta just simply breaks off from the uterine wall. That is an obstetrical emergency in the worst proportion, because if that happens, you need emergency surgery, your baby has to get delivered right away, there's chance of the baby dying. It's it's just, so we really, you know, if, you notice you're having severe abdominal pain, please do not wait. Especially if you know you have chronic hypertension or if you happen to smoke, you want to make sure that you go to the doctor, go to the hospital right away. You can call your doctor and say, hey, I'm having severe pain. I'm bleeding. I'm on my way to the hospital. And that would be perfectly fine. So those are some of the things to look for as your pregnancy is going along. 
One of the things I failed to mention when we were talking about habits to do before becoming pregnant, of course, if you happen to smoke, you really want to stop that. So you really want to stop smoking because it will just wreak havoc on your pregnancy. Just do whatever you need to do to stop smoking. Tobacco is one of the worst things that can be done in pregnancy. And so it just causes a lot of issues. And so you want to make sure that you have that under control. I know it's not easy, but you really want to do all you can to stop that bad habit if that's something that you are currently doing. So let's say your pregnancy is going along. You're now in your third trimester, maybe approaching your due date. When do you deliver? So few things. If you have severe elevations of your blood pressure or if you have severe preeclampsia, you are likely going to deliver preterm. Term means that you are three weeks, you are within the three-week period of your due date. If you're outside of that before the three-week period of your due date, that is preterm. So ladies who were having a very hard time controlling their blood pressures, if there is um, suspicion of severe preeclampsia, in most cases, we make a recommendation for delivery even before you become full term. And that's to keep you healthy as and also your baby healthy. So let's say though that your pregnancy is quite stable, your blood pressures are under control, there, there are no um, suspicion that you have preeclampsia, you just happen to have chronic hypertension that is stable in pregnancy. In that scenario... The recommendation, according to the American College of Obstetrics and Gynecology, is that you deliver any time between 37 weeks and 39 weeks, six days. So essentially, you will not deliver on your due date. You will deliver before your due date, no later than one day before. And when I say deliver, I actually mean an induction. So your induction may be started at least one, no later than one day before your due date, for instance. Most doctors that I know will not wait that long. They will recommend delivering at 38 weeks, even 37 weeks, just because, again, we know that the risk of continuing the pregnancy, especially if your pressures are high, we're risking things like placental abruption. And we know that those, even though sometimes... Those events, they can give us warning. On occasion, they don't. And when they don't, it's just catastrophe. And so we always, once we get to the point where your baby is healthy, you have a, you have a term pregnancy, you're healthy, your baby's healthy, most doctors will say, you know, you have a healthy pregnancy, we've come this far, the risk of continuing your pregnancy, we're risking potentially catastrophic events. And we know that if your baby is born at this time, your baby will do fine. So let's just go ahead and get you delivered. So, of course, it's this is a shared decision-making process. So, of course, you have to agree. If you don't agree and you say, no, I don't agree, I want to continue my pregnancy, then you have every right to do that. But the physician recommendation will be more that you deliver before your due date just to avoid those potential catastrophic risks. 
how do you deliver? How do you deliver your baby if you have chronic hypertension? So you can deliver your baby the normal way. Chronic hypertension in and of itself is not a prerequisite for a C-section. So you do not need to have a C-section simply because you have chronic hypertension. You can always attempt a vaginal delivery. Of course, if you need to have a C-section for some other reason, that's different. But for the purpose of just chronic hypertension, that does not require a C-section. Now, let's say you've had a nice, successful pregnancy. You've now delivered your home. Keep in mind a few things. You still want to monitor your blood pressure very closely at home. Write those numbers down. You still want to pay attention to the symptoms of the headache, the vision changes, the pain in the upper portion of your tummy, because you are still, unfortunately, still at risk for preeclampsia. So preeclampsia can occur even after you have delivered, and it does occur sometimes after you have had your baby. And, you know, it's just one of those things that you, you just cannot control. We can't predict. We just have to monitor and see how you do. After you've had your baby, if you happen to have been on any blood pressure medicines, those medicines will likely need to be adjusted. The dose may be lower, the dose may be increased. And also depending on whether or not you're breastfeeding, the doctor, if you choose not to breastfeed, your doctor may change you back to whatever medicine you were on before. Or if you are breastfeeding, just continue the medicine that you're on. So it really all depends on what your plans are for you and your baby. And the physician's recommendation will be will be geared based on what you tell us your plan, your desires are. Now, keep in mind that after you've had your baby, you still want to keep all your healthy habits that you've had in place. So if you were smoking and you were not smoking in pregnancy, I just would encourage you to take this opportunity to stop smoking altogether. If you were really kind of being conscientious of your diet and your physical activity, I would just advise you continue doing that because that can only help. That can only help. We know that 63% of patients with high blood pressure during pregnancy will go on to have long-term cardiovascular risk. We know that 63% of ladies who have high blood pressure during pregnancy will go on to have long-term cardiovascular risk. And so whatever healthy habits you manage to to do and, and partake in during your pregnancy, please continue those habits because those can only help you in the long run. When you see your doctor, your primary care doctor, even if it's been 10 years, let's say you have 10 years since you had your baby, if you happen to have had like preeclampsia or any of the hypertensive ailments during pregnancy, make sure you let your doctor know that that had occurred because that will impact the things that they counsel you on because your risk does continue even after you're no longer pregnant. So chronic hypertension in pregnancy is a, a serious condition but it is a treatable condition, 100% treatable condition. It is something that you actually have a lot of control over. And so you want to take advantage of the things that you can control to mitigate your risk. 
Recognizing that risk can never be eliminated, but there's plenty we can do to reduce our risk. So it can be scary and it is a very serious condition, but it is something that we do have control over. For certain, if you have hypertension and are pregnant, you definitely need to be seeing your doctor, your prenatal care provider very often. You want to have a home blood pressure monitor at, at home. You want to know your numbers. And you just want to really be diligent about monitoring yourself for symptoms of severe complication. So... That's our talk on chronic hypertension in pregnancy. I hope you've enjoyed this talk and I hope you found it beneficial. Feel free to reach out to me on Instagram at myobmd, Facebook, email, however you'd like to relay whatever your thoughts are. Visit our website at myobmd.org. Sign up for a newsletter. We appreciate you spending this time with us. And we'll see you for the next podcast. Thank you for listening to another episode of Straight Talk with My OBMD Podcast. To learn more about this topic, visit our website at myobmd.org. Subscribe to our newsletter, follow us on Facebook and Instagram. I can't wait to spend more time with you on our next episode of Straight Talk with My OBMD.